Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for November the 20th in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. And as you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. We also are convinced that checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers, one of the great peaceful solutions we still have at our fingertips. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. We are indeed live six days a week, two hours a day, hard-hitting news that networks refuse to use at your fingertips. It is live every morning, depending on your time zone, but then it's available 24-7 on demand at lovingliberty.net. You can download the iPhone and Android apps. You can check it out online. It's on Apple and what Google and all the different Spotify, TuneIn, I mean, all the different media services. We are available at your fingertips. Check it out. Donate today as well, would you please? LovingLiberty.net, LibertyRoundtable.com. A quick recap of Friday's broadcast makes sense. First, we had on our guest, Mr. Chris Carlson. He always says, without God, we can never win. With God, we can never lose. The battle for freedom is the Lord's, but we need to be engaged in the fight. And we had a discussion of all things liberty, ladies and gentlemen. We talked about, quote, meet the new boss, same as the old boss, Ronald Reagan, and the rise of supply chain or supply side economics. Supply side economics, ladies and gentlemen, holds that increasing the supply of goods and services translates to economic growth for a country. And in supply-side fiscal policy, practitioners often focus on, quote, cutting taxes. That's always a good thing. Lowering borrowing rates. That's, again, manipulation. And deregulating industries, which they should have never regulated in the first place. And they believe that will foster increased production, and temporarily it seems to. But it's not true, ladies and gentlemen. you got to have the free market, supply and demand, and natural interplay. Okay? Anytime you disrupt that, you are playing games. David Allen Stockman wrote a book about this, ladies and gentlemen. It's entitled The Great Defamation. The Corruption of Capitalism. In America is the book, and it's well done. And we talked about the rise of China. We talked about the Reagan revolution was indeed a revolution, but not one that benefited the American people, ladies and gentlemen. China thanks Reagan and his supporters for their magnificent growth, because as we've had trade deficits for 50 years and the communist Chinese have had trade surpluses, the growth of the communist warfare state has emerged. The fall of communism in the Soviet Union, ladies and gentlemen, was a carefully crafted deception. Joel Skousen, in his World Affairs Brief, breaks that down like nobody's business. One of the most glaring aspects 
of the, quote, Reagan and Trump presidencies was the fact that neither of them questioned the legitimacy of the Federal Reserve System, nor did they abolish the Department of Education. you got to ask the questions, why, ladies and gentlemen? Why? Anyway, I thought I'd bring that to your attention. <laughs> you got to wonder why. You really do. you got to think about it and go, hmm, what the heck's going on around here? Anyway, there you have that. And that's a recap of hour one. And since we're talking about the Federal Reserve, I'm going to save the recap of hour two. And I'm going to go straight into this. Ron Paul exposes the Federal Reserve failure. All right. I want, I want to get into this here a, a little bit. It's important. Ron Paul exposes the Federal Reserve's failure. Cameron will dial this up here uh, and we'll listen to Ron Paul on this. Very, very interesting detail from Ron Paul. All right, hopefully that's coming up here in a second. Hello, this is Ron Paul with your weekly update for Monday, November 15th. What do the Federal Reserve and neoconservatives have in common? They both refuse to admit that their policies, the neocons' promotion of perpetual war and the Fed's manipulation of the money supply are complete failures having produced the opposite of the promised results. The latest example of the Federal Reserve engaging in Bill Crystal's like levels denial is the Fed's continued insistence that the return of the 70-style inflation is a transitory phenomenon resulting from the end of the lockdowns. The Fed has acknowledged the transitory inflation will last until at least 2022, yet it is still determined to keep interest rates at or near zero until the jobs situation improves. To be fair, the Fed has finally announced plans to cut back on its money printing activities by reducing by $15 billion a month its monthly purchase of $80 billion of Treasury bonds and $40 billion of mortgage-backed securities. It is unlikely that the Fed will stick to its plans to taper its purchase of Treasury bonds. The Fed's Treasury bond purchases enable the federal government to run up the debt without increasing taxes or paying, punishing high interest rates on the debt. The Congressional Budget Office projects that by 2030, the federal debt increased interest rates will more than double to $829 billion. That is more than the government spent on the military in 2020. Despite the looming fiscal crisis, Congress is unlikely to cut spending anytime soon. Instead, Congress members are debating a $1.75 trillion social spending plan, having just passed a $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill. Contrary to the claims of President Biden and his allies, this new spending will not reduce inflation. What it will do is hasten and the inevitable economic crisis caused by government overspending. Of course, most Republicans will continue to oppose big increases in spending and debt, as long as Democrats sit in the Oval Office. A Republican who becomes president will likely believe, as Dick Cheney has said, that President Reagan taught us that deficits don't matter. 
the difference between the parties is Republicans are less likely to raise taxes. So no matter who controls Congress and the presidency, spending and debt can keep increasing. Thanks for calling. To repeat the announcement. There you, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. So Ron Paul breaks this down like nobody's business. The out-of-control spending we're experiencing. Ron Paul exposes the Federal Reserve and the neocons. Okay, it's a Federal Reserve problem. I get it. But again, as I ended yesterday's first hour with Chris Carlson, you know, the federal government literally has the Federal Reserve. And you know what? Reagan didn't challenge it. They jettisoned honest money in the late 60s. Uh, Reagan didn't challenge it. Trump made a couple of statements about it, but not much. Ron Paul back in 2008 and 2012 in his two presidential uh, runs. I know he ran in 88 before that, so don't call me and tell me he ran three times. I know. But the two latest runs of Ron Paul, he literally highlighted and underscored the problem of the Federal Reserve. And the Federal Reserve is what allows governments to print whatever money they want to out of thin air and allows them to literally fund military, uh, the military-industrial complex. It allows them to really fund and do whatever they want to, and that's really the crisis and the problem, right? So Ron Paul exposed the failure, but we tie that directly to the neocons. Why didn't Trump or Reagan, the, quote, two greatest conservative presidents in our lifetime, why didn't either of them really push back on the education department and shut it down? Or the Federal Reserve, right? I'll get into the Federal Reserve in just a second. But our second hour yesterday, we had on our, our friend Brandon Beckham. He's the author of The Powerful Resolution Against Critical Race Theory in Utah Government Schools. Uh, and that's true across the country, ladies and gentlemen. Brandon doing a great job. And we talked about what is S-E-L. Parents push back against CRT Trojan horse. What is SEL, you ask? Social emotional learning. But it's nothing but a gateway to the critical race theory hardcore agenda, folks. It's just softer peddled. All right? The FBI is using counterterrorism tools to track parents. What on earth? Even Jim Jordan in Congress says Attorney General Garland literally needs to explain why the FBI is doing this to innocent parents. Answer, I can tell you, Jim, listen up, my friend, because your government's in bed with these terrorists. That's why, to destroy everything we hold dear. And the Federal Reserve is at the center of that discussion. What are we to do? How do we reject this subversive agenda and renew, remove critical race theory from our society and schools? The answer is you get your kids out of the government school, first of all. And the second thing you do is you challenge this dishonest lie at every turn. Brandon's putting together a film project to help us with the facts, with the evidence, so that you don't have to just get in everybody's face, but you can encourage people to watch the film. It's called American Identity, The Rise of Critical Race Theory. Great film coming out soon. He's working on it. But that's a lot of good work by Brandon Beckham and others. I'm telling you right now. So we thank them for their work, for their efforts. But this is what I mean. Why didn't they abolish the education department when Reagan and Trump both had the chance? Because the neocons aren't really for getting rid of the education department. They know it's a great selling point when they run for office. But when they get in office, they're not interested. It's kind of like how Trump ran around and said, lock her up. But then he got in office. He's like, why would I lock up my friend Hillary? <laughs> there you go. All right. And when we come back, I'll talk more about the Federal Reserve, more about our belligerent out-of-control spending. We'll do it all in seconds on your radio. As you all know, 
Roe versus Wade has resulted in some of the most permissive abortion laws anywhere in the world. For example, in the United States, it's one of only seven countries to allow elective late-term abortions, along with China, North Korea, and others. Right now, in a number of states, the laws allow a baby to be born from his or her mother's womb in the ninth month. It is wrong. It has to change. Americans are more and more pro-life. You see that all the time. In fact, only 12% of Americans support abortion on demand at any time. Under my administration, we will always defend the very first right in the Declaration of Independence, and that is the right to life. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman on your radio. Hard-hitting talk always on your radio. So we talked about... Uh, yesterday, how the Republicans really talk big. The neocons talk big, but they don't get rid of the education department. Neither Reagan did it, neither did Trump do it. And now we've got critical race theory in the FBI after all the people over education. So parents are in the crosshairs of the FBI, really because Trump and Reagan didn't get rid of the education department. The Republicans have been talking about this incredibly important item in the elections, but when they get elected, they jettison it as fast as you can imagine. Why? Because they're neocons. And Ron Paul does a good job of exposing the neocons. Ron Paul exposes the Federal Reserve failure and the neocon education department failure in the process. Hey, there's a direct link between out-of-control belligerent military and the Federal Reserve, right? Right now, Rand Paul, his son, literally is in Congress saying, hey, we're in trouble financially. Why? Because everybody's responsible. Who? Republicans, Democrats, everybody, the whole body is responsible for spending us into oblivion. They're not going to save any money. Rand Paul tried to put a single penny budget plan in place where we would literally shave one penny off every dollar spent in an effort to decrease spending. And everybody laughed at him and ignored him and did nothing. Right? So Ron's been preaching it for years. Now his son Rand preaching it for years. And now here's the latest. When we tell you they're going to spend your money with a reckless abandon, here it is. Headline, House passes Biden's, quote, Build Back Better bill, roughly a $2 trillion bill, listen, with climate initiatives 
expansions in affordable housing and free preschool. Now heads to the Senate, ladies and gentlemen. There you have it. Now, it's unlikely to do very well in the Senate, some say. Time will tell. But they say we've got to deal with the economic crises that are facing real Americans. But you know what? They say we need to uh, work on this bill. The Republicans won't support it, they say. But will they? They're literally expanding all kinds of programs, all kinds of socialism, ladies and gentlemen. But I ask you, what do you expect? The whole body's been doing this for decades. This isn't anything new. It's not like we haven't seen this before. It's not like this is a shocker. And you'd say, well, what about the Republicans, Sam? Well, let's talk about the Republicans for a minute, shall we? These are the guys that are supposedly the good guys, right? These are the good guys, aren't they? The Republicans, the, the, well, the ones that don't want to spend as much as the other guys. Is that what we're told? See, but we always get betrayed by our own party, right? It's always, ladies and gentlemen, a close encounter of the third kind. <laughs> it's on crack crazy. Headline, 32 Republicans voted for Biden's infrastructure bill. Okay, think about that for a minute. 32 Republicans signed his infrastructure bill. Now, understand that the Build Back Better and the infrastructure bill, I think, are two different bills, right? Understand that. They're both massive spending bills. Huge. Between the two, we're talking $4 trillion or some crazy thing, right? Now, they say the legislation passed. With support from most congressional Democrats, as well as 19 Republicans in the House, and I'm sorry, 19 senators and 13 GOP House members. Yes, several Republican lawmakers were scheduled to attend President Joe Biden's ceremony at the White House where he signed his $1.2 trillion. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a trillion infrastructure bill into law. Wow. The legislation passed with support from most Democrats, as well as 19 Republican senators and 13 GOP House members. Now, I submit to you that the bills would have been DOA. Did you hear me? Dead on arrival had the Republicans not caved and backed the Demis in this. The latter, meaning the Republicans, faced a backlash with their votes getting scorned by former President Trump. And I commend Trump, by the way, for shaming them for this. Uh, he slammed the House members as rhinos who should be ashamed of themselves. And I get that. And I think Trump's right for scolding them for this. But you know what? That's the pattern. That's what they always do. Biden invited everybody who supported the bill because he felt like that was the right thing to do, White House Secretary Jen Psaki basically said. Whether people come 
or not, that's their choice, she said. So now you got you know Joe Biden pitching the moral high ground. I want everybody to come and celebrate with me. I'm non I'm nonpartisan. I'm bipartisan. I'm whatever. Lisa Murkowski of Alaska was expected. I mean, think about that. They say I'll work from with anyone from any party as she faces election. See? Rob Portman of Ohio. This guy's a nutcase, too. We're going to fix that dang bridge years, they say. Now, again, he's coming up for election. They say, oh, we got a long-running headache once and for all about the infrastructure in America. I get it, but most of this is not infrastructure, ladies and gentlemen. We're literally spending close to $4 trillion, and most of it's not infrastructure at all. Right? That's what we're talking about. That's the problem here. They say this bipartisan bill is the right way to reinvest in our country. Unlike Democrats, reckless tax and spending spree, which I strongly oppose. Now, Susan Collins is another one. All right, they say Romney of Utah, this guy's a Republican, who's among a bipartisan group of lawmakers who helped negotiate the bill. Oh, boy. They act like this is the great bill, the great solution, but in my opinion, it's absolutely spend us into oblivion. I voted for this infrastructure bill because it was the right thing to do for the American people. But I look at that, and it's not about our infrastructure. Yes, there's some infrastructure stuff in the bill, but it's a whole lot more about spending us into oblivion than it is infrastructure. So I say, you know, these two bills together, the Build Back Better bill that just passed the House, $2 trillion with climate initiatives. You think that's a expansion in affordable housing? Free preschool now heads the Senate, ladies and gentlemen. So free preschool. So the Republicans need to understand. You just voted for free preschool. All right? What does that mean? It means critical race theory taught at a younger age to your children. When you're supposed to be abolishing the education department, you're literally funding critical race theory. And then when parents get mad that you're doing that, the FBI gets sicked on them. And then you Republicans stand by and go, you got to elect the Republicans so they can save us from the Democrats. How long? How long will we be stupid enough to accept this Hegelian dialectic left-right paradigm lie, huh? Anyway, there you have that. I thought I'd bring that to your attention. I know everybody wants to talk about Rittenhouse, so let's do it. Let's do it now. House, or I'm sorry, jury finds Kyle Rittenhouse innocent. Of all charges. Let me say this again. Jury finds Kyle Rittenhouse innocent of all charges. Jury finds it to be a clear case of self-defense. What do you think of that, ladies and gentlemen? Innocent of all charges. Jury finds. Right? A clear case 
of self-defense. This is really important to understand, ladies and gentlemen. And I mentioned to you before on the radio, before this trial uh, culminated in an innocent decision, I told you this was about your right to keep and bear arms, ladies and gentlemen. This was not just about Kyle. And you can say, oh, Kyle was crazy with a gun. No, not true. You say, well, Kyle shouldn't have had the gun. No, not true. Quit lying, mainstream press, dishonest liberal extremists. Quit lying. Jury files, finds Kyle Rittenhouse innocent of all charges. Jury finds a clear case of self-defense. We'll talk more about this in seconds on your radio. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. Protests breaking out across the nation after Kyle Rittenhouse was found not guilty of murdering two protesters and wounding a third. Around 100 of them showing up outside the Barclays Center in New Jersey. Meanwhile, reactions still coming into the verdict, including from former President Donald Trump. I think that it was a great decision. I was surprised it had to go this far. Somebody should have ended it earlier, and frankly, the case should have never been brought. It was prosecutorial misconduct, in my opinion. That audio courtesy of Fox News. La Nina is back for a second year and gaining strength in the Pacific Ocean. The Federal Climate Prediction Center saying there's a 90% chance of the snowy weather system sticking around through February. Forecasters believe Oregon and Washington will have a wetter winter because of La Nina. USA Radio News. Rockstar Radio is looking for a co-host. Yes, you heard me correctly. Nationally syndicated radio show and popular podcast. Rockstar Radio with Billy Gerard is looking for a co-host. In fact, two segment co-hosts. One will join Billy weekly talking about all things financial and another for a weekly review of the national real estate and mortgage market. Co-hosting with Billy Gerard could be the move that puts your career into overdrive. For all the details and to schedule an audition with Billy, send an email to bill at rockstar.today. That's bill at rockstar.today. Or go to rockstar.today slash co-host for all the details. Rockstar Radio is looking for two expert co-hosts. It could be you. Email bill at rockstar.today or go to rockstar.today slash co-host. Being on the radio with Billy will make you the expert in the field. It could take your career over the moon. Get all the audition details at rockstar.today slash co-host. The head of the CDC is endorsing the use of COVID-19 vaccine boosters for all adults. Dr. Rochelle Walensky gave her blessing hours after the CDC's vaccine advisors voted unanimously to recommend booster shots of both Pfizer and Moderna's vaccines. The boosters are now approved for all adults six months after they have received their first two doses. The CDC strongly encourages older people and those with underlying medical conditions to get their boosters before the holiday season. A White House turkey is getting a presidential pardon. President Biden on Friday upheld the long-standing White House tradition by pardoning a turkey before Thanksgiving. 
he started the Rose Garden event by promising to talk turkey and saying the names peanut butter and jelly were selected for the two turkeys. Both birds will live out their lives at Purdue University in Indiana. The pardoning of Thanksgiving turkeys dates back to the Truman administration. USA Radio News. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Hard-hitting talk at your fingertips. What am I talking about now? Kyle Rittenhouse, of course. I talked about the Federal Reserve for the first half hour and dishonest money and uh, how Ron Paul exposes the Federal Reserve's failure and exposes the neocons. And I helped expose them as we talk about House passes Biden's Build Back Better bill. $2 trillion bill with all kinds of garbage in it. Also, 32 Republicans voted for Biden's, quote, infrastructure bill. <clears throat> We're talking over uh, about $4 trillion with it all, I think, or something like that, 3 to $4 trillion. Wow, it's just insanity. But, you know, nobody wants to talk about the real cause of our problems. They want to talk about what the media wants to talk about, which is Kyle Rittenhouse. And uh, I told you that this was a real issue for all of us. Because your right to keep and bear arms, really your right to self-defense is at stake here. But the jury finds Kyle Rittenhouse innocent. I'm going to say that again. Innocent of all charges. Jury finds a clear case of self-defense. Well, liberals are absolutely out of their minds dealing with this, ladies and gentlemen. Absolutely out of their minds. They don't even know what to do. Celebrities are going off. Everybody's just absolutely been triggered like you wouldn't believe. But, ladies and gentlemen... This is the way the mainstream press works. They want you to dishonestly believe their narrative. The judge literally turned it over to the jury, and the jury eval- evaluated the whole thing and looked at the facts and said, hey, we don't believe Rittenhouse is guilty. He tried to run away from people. Other people pulled guns on him first. Uh, he he literally was involved in self-defense. And anybody who pays attention realizes that that's so obvious. The problem for the liberal mind is that they can't stand this because it clearly demonstrates the value of a God-given right being used properly. What is that right? The right of self-defense, ladies and gentlemen. And you know what? When women have a gun, it's called a rape-me-not, in my opinion, because, hey, the guy's going to get stopped, didn't he? Okay, in Kyle's case, it was a kill-me-not. Well, sadly, a couple of other people died, and I'm so sad about that. I don't want that, but why did they confront him? Why did the one guy admit in court, I had a gun on Kyle? The other guy trying to literally reach for and take the gun from Kyle. What was he going to do with that gun? Just be like, hey, now that I've disarmed you, let's go peacefully, uh, you know, traipsing through the tulips? I mean, come on. Okay, but you know what? The judge was very happy. You could tell in his demeanor. I'm going to play this soundbite now of exactly what happened with the verdict. Here it is, and then we'll talk about it. Has the jury reached a verdict as to each count of the information? Yes, we have. All right, members of the jury, have you uh, elected a foreperson? Would you uh, uh, give your jury number, please? 54. 54. And uh, has the jury reached a verdict as to each count of the information? Yes, we have, Your Honor. One verdict and one verdict only? Yes. Would you hand all of the paperwork to the bailiff, please? This is the ones that you didn't know. Okay. Uh, everything. Okay. Yeah, thanks. 
May I see that tool, please, uh, Mrs. Oh, Chairman? Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to talk really quick while the guy, what they're doing is they're turning over all the paperwork related to the jury. It'll continue here in just a second, but they're putting all the paperwork together and, and, and assembling it all. And then they're going to go through the counts and explain them, you know, say, hey, not guilty, not guilty, not guilty. But, all right, here it is. State of Wisconsin versus Kyle Rittenhouse. That's the first count of the information, Joseph Rosenbaum. We, the jury, find the defendant, Kyle H. Rittenhouse, not guilty. As to the second count of the information, Richard McGinnis. We, the jury, find the defendant, Kyle H. Rittenhouse, not guilty. As to the third count of the information, unknown male, we, the jury, find the defendant, Kyle H. Rittenhouse, not guilty. As to the fourth count of the information, Anthony Huber, we, the jury, find the defendant, Kyle H. Rittenhouse, not guilty. As to the fifth count of the information, Gage Grosskreutz, we, the jury, find the defendant, Kyle H. Rittenhouse, Kyle H. Rittenhouse, not guilty. Members of the jury, are these your unanimous verdicts? Is there anyone who does not agree with the verdicts as read? No. Uh, would you wish the jury pulled? No. Okay. Uh, okay, folks, your uh, job is done, and uh, we started just about three weeks ago. And I, uh, I told you it could last two weeks and two days. This is two weeks. This is three weeks. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so the verdicts, not guilty, not guilty, not guilty, not guilty, clear as a bell, everyone across, all five of them, plus the gun charge the judge dismissed. So everybody's unified on this, those who have looked into the facts on this case. Now, I want to play the rest of this soundbite because the judge is very um, appropriate and is explaining of the conditions and circumstances relating to the jury. He's very cheerful. I might add, in doing so. This is really important to understand. Let's break this part down. I know it's a little bit long, but hang with me. There's a reason I'm focusing on it. Listen carefully to the terms, the details that the judge gives them. He's very cheerful. He's happy about the outcome because the judge knows the truth as well. Here he is. Uh, you were a wonderful jury to work with. You were punctual. You were attentive. Um, and the forgotten six over here who had a, a, a very difficult job of uh, keeping from discussing the case during the time that they were sequestered as well. All of you, you just, I, I couldn't have asked for a better jury to work with. And uh, it has truly been my pleasure. Uh, you've, I think, uh, without commenting on your verdict, the verdicts themselves, just in terms of your um, the attentiveness and the cooperation that you gave to us, uh, justifies the confidence that the founders of our country placed in you. So um, I dismiss you at this time. You're never under any obligation to discuss any aspect of this case with anyone. You're welcome to do so as little or as much as you want. Uh, the media have requested, a number of media sources have requested the ability to talk to you and uh, they have been uh, allowed to present uh, presentations to you that you'll get in writing, and it's entirely up to you whether you want to contact, 
contact them. They are not to contact you. Um, if anyone does contact you and just you know, tell them you're not interested in discussing it, if that's the case, um, and if anyone persists in doing so, uh, report that to us and it will be addressed, I assure you. Uh, at the beginning of the trial, uh, there was some concern about uh, information and, uh, uh, and your safety. And I assure you that we will take every uh, measure to ensure that, that is, uh, your concerns are addressed and respected. Um, and um, I'm going to talk to you for just a minute, not about anything to do with the case, but just about that sole issue. And um, um, you, as I say, you're welcome to discuss the case as little or as much as you want. Um, and uh, any questions, anybody? Thank you so much. Now, I find that fascinating. The judge uh, says, look, I'm not going to come in on the case. It is what it is. I, I, I commend you all for doing such a stellar job, for paying attention, for understanding, for cooperating, for... But then he says you can talk about the case as little as you want to or as much as you want to. You're free to do whatever you want. He repeats himself on that reality. That's really important. And then he says, look, if people are bugging you, you know what? You don't want to talk, but they continue to bug you. Let me know, and I'll stop it. No harassment going on, jury. Um, and, but you're free to do whatever you want to. You have no restrictions now. I think that's completely appropriate. And then he really doubles down and says, you know what? I'm so grateful for working with you. You guys are give me confidence and hope in the future of America that, you know what, you guys did your job. The Founding Fathers' understanding of innocent until proven guilty was upheld today. And, and so he basically refers, and I don't want to put words in his mouth. You heard him. But he literally appealed to the Founding Father-esque understanding of the justice system and the juries in America a very unique quality of the greatest country on the face of the earth. And he literally taught, I mean, the judge mentioned the founding fathers and mentioned that, you know what, this jury is carrying forward a founding father-esque, I don't know what you call it, view or effort today in modern juries. And I, to me, that's really, really something to speak about. Really something, that, something that's tremendous, right? Right? I mean, that's, that's really amazing. <clears throat> wow. I'm impressed with the judge, ladies and gentlemen. Not only was he very clear, very appropriate, understood founding father-esque view and all that, but he was cheerful and he seemed kind. And he seemed grateful that our system's working. Isn't that impressive? Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. Liberty Roundtable Live. Scott Bradley here. Most Americans are painfully aware that the nation is on the wrong track and in dire straits. Unfortunately, most political pundits only nibble around the edges when they claim to address the issues. Even worse, many of the so-called solutions are simply rewarmed servings of what got us into the mess we currently face. And the politicians think we're so gullible and naive that we'll buy their lies that they have reformed and now understand where they led us astray. Unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that they simply wish to continue to hold power. The solution to America's challenges is found in returning to the timeless principles found in the United States Constitution. 
Why book and lecture series will reawaken in Americans an understanding and love of the principles which made this nation the freest, most prosperous, happiest, and most respected nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com and order my book and lectures to begin the restoration of this great nation. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into mommy and daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about Kyle Rittenhouse and playing the jury's uh, responses uh, and playing the judge's comments uh, right after the verdict. Uh, just impressive as they really talked about, the, the judge talked about America and how the system is working. Now, liberals are out of their minds over this. Well, I don't know if you know this, but this just shows how dishonest and immoral and degrading and I'm going to just flat out say wicked. Uh, Facebook and Twitter are. You say, what? How did all this come about, Sam? Well, I don't know if you know, but Facebook and Twitter literally banned anybody supporting Kyle Rittenhouse. So in America, you should be able to support or not support whoever you want. The mainstream press was free to run around and do whatever they want to in siding with, I don't know what you, I don't know with who. See, because to me, you don't take sides. You might have an opinion about guilt or innocence. But innocence is the side that you need to be on until proven guilty. That's the American way. Well, anybody who backed Kyle, anybody who was for Rittenhouse, literally was shut down, banned on Facebook and Twitter. Okay? And it's, it's, it's insanity, folks. But if you're on the, the, the side that, you know, Rittenhouse is guilty and he's evil and he's a murderer and he, uh, you know, had a gun he shouldn't have and you go on and on and on and on and on. In other words, if you put guilt forward in the court of public opinion, then you're allowed to do whatever you want to. But if you believe that he was innocent, if you side with him, if you defend his innocence, then you are shut down on Facebook and Twitter, literally banned. Well, now there's a huge debate. You ready for it? Facebook and Twitter silent on whether Kyle House or Kyle Rittenhouse support is still banned. So let me explain this again. They ban you if you backed or supported in any way Kyle. But now that Kyle is innocent until proven guilty, that's the standard we should have had all along. And now that the jury says, hey, you know what? Not guilty, not guilty, not guilty. Right? Jury finds Kyle Rittenhouse innocent of all charges. Jury finds clear case of self-defense, so he's innocent. Right? 
The jury says so. The judge acknowledged it. The judge even doubled down and talked about how fine the jury was, talked about the American system working. Incredible. Builds his confidence. All right, now, what does Twitter and Facebook say now? Well, they're silent. Can you back Rittenhouse now? And what they're doing is literally controlling the debate in America. Anybody who believes in Kyle Rittenhouse was shut down, but now that Rittenhouse won, what is Facebook and Twitter going to do? They're silent on whether support for Kyle is still banned. Think about that, ladies and gentlemen. If you want the most chilling case I can find, there it is for you. There it is for you. I kind of go, what on earth? Yeah, so Kyle's innocent and wins, but people are going, am I still banned or can I talk about Kyle now? Think about over time how that will change the course of America when people can't get the truth. Let's say my arguments in defense of Kyle before he won because I defend innocence until proven guilty and because I believe he has a right to keep and bear arms and that right shall not be infringed, Second Amendment-esque, And because I believe you have a God-given inalienable right of self-defense, I sided with Kyle. But because Facebook and Twitter disagree with me on that, they would shut me down, right? Well, now that Kyle's won, um, we don't even know if they'll let people back or support or Kyle, even though he's innocent, even though he won, even though he was right in the case. It reminded me of the Richard Mack Bill Clinton case back in the day. You know, Bill Clinton said, we're going to use the Brady Bill and we're going to go after you, Sheriff, so you got to... Uh, carry the ball for us, and Richard Mack said no, and Bill Clinton said, I'll arrest you, and Sheriff Mack said, we'll see, and they went to the Supreme Court, and Sheriff Mack won. Bill Clinton lost. But you know what? All those people that were um, against the sheriff that whole time, now what? Well, we chill debate in America, and we chill our ability to explain and articulate and work through these issues, and now that Facebook and Twitter have such a... um, I'm going to use the word tourniquet hold on the media. They can choke off blood flow, the life's blood of conversation and education and news in America. They can literally just crank down that tourniquet and say, we're going to shut you down. We don't like what you have to say. But you know what? You better like what we have to say because we preached innocence for Kyle. The jury delivered innocence to Kyle, and the judge acknowledged that. The law's on our side here. Now what is our Facebook address? I think that Kyle basically should sue them. I think Kyle should go back and sue the socks off Facebook and Twitter and say, listen, you guys are beyond just a private company doing what you want. Number one, you took government money to, to, to build to who you are today. You're playing political politics to the umph degree. I could have lost because you guys were so against me that you flat out shut down one side of the debate to the point where, you know what? It could have it could have affected the jury and, and affected the outcome. I could have been irreparably harmed from this. And then furthermore now, hey, you're banning people from siding with me. I know Kyle Rittenhouse and others are trying to raise money now to deal with his tremendous legal bills. I think it's Wendy Rittenhouse just emailed me and a bunch of other people saying, hey, can, can you help us raise some money for this? Well, I bring this up because this is what I mean. How does that affect his ability to raise money when, again, they still put a ban on this? Now, let's take this same principle about Kyle 
And I mentioned that it, that it really manipulates debate and everything else. But what about, ladies and gentlemen, what about elections? Yeah, when Facebook and Twitter literally shut people down who have views they don't like, right? Where do we go with that, right? Where do we, how do we deal with that? Because when it comes to elections, it's even more blatant manipulation of the public view, of the people's understanding. And I submit to you that people are going to basically do their very best, but they're, they're subject to what they not only hear, see, read, but also what they don't get to hear, see, and read. How can you make right decisions Right? How can you make decisions, correct decisions, I might add, on information you don't receive? In other words, you don't know what you don't know, right? How do you make decisions on information that's withheld from you so you don't know? And let's just take, for example, this Kyle Rittenhouse situation. You know, most people don't understand the constitutional-esque side of the discussion they don't understand the innocent until proven guilty discussion they don't understand that the court of public opinion is not the way to go that's not where the decisions are made try the court of a jury of your peers okay we're talking about uh, uh, americans gaining the knowledge inside about what really happened and didn't really happen and somebody making sure that they really get the real facts on it so they can make decisions but this court of public opinion idea where Rittenhouse is guilty, why? Cause, well, because Twitter and Facebook say so because you're not allowed to say anything if you side with them. We'll just shut you down to the point where most Americans don't even understand the real facts of the case. They don't understand the innocent until proven guilty viewpoint of America. They don't understand the constitutional God-given inalienable rights of self-defense. And over time, you can say, well, Americans understand that, Sam. Some of them do. But as we have more and more and more government slash media control of what we hear, see, and think, and read, over time it will take its toll to where Americans won't understand these things anymore. I believe that's where we're headed. And that's why I push back so hard against it. Anyway, a very interesting headline from uh, people who are now questioning Facebook and Twitter. Facebook and Twitter silent on whether Kyle Rittenhouse support is still banned. Imagine that. Why would it be banned in the first place? What if people want to support Kyle? What if people want to run around and say, I believe that Kyle's innocent until proven guilty? Should they be allowed to say that in America? Is that a fundamental truth that ought to be able to be taught? Not only that, but expressed? Not according to Facebook and Twitter. Not according to these gatekeeping thugs. And you say, Sam, remember your call for civility.com website. I am. And that's why I'm not attacking individuals. I'm merely saying that, hey, this kind of shutting down discussion is so anti-American, it's not even funny. You say, Sam, well, you won't have somebody on that, that advocates for Kyle's prosecution, would you? Yes, I would. Come on the radio. Give me a ring. I'll, uh, my email address, libertyroundtable at gmail.com. My phone number, 801-756-9133. That's my office number. Call me. Email me. You want to advocate for 
uh, the prosecution of Kyle. I'll have a discussion and a debate with you about it. I'm not interested in shutting down either side of the discussion. I'm interested in educating Americans, giving them both sides of the debate, and then letting the American people decide for themselves. Because you know what? Ladies and gentlemen, you know what? The American people are incredibly intelligent. And I am positive, ladies and gentlemen, if the American people get the correct information, they will make the right decisions almost all the time. Especially the majority of the people, ladies and gentlemen. And so I'm not afraid of the debate. I am not afraid of the American people getting information. Why? Because I'm confident in the people. I don't need to shut down the other side so that I create a vacuum and you only hear one side. I don't need to do that. In fact, I wouldn't want to do that because in my personal view, it violates everything we hold dear, ladies and gentlemen. Right? That's the problem that I have with it. I I don't mind. I think we ought to really have open discussion about these things. And if you believe that Kyle Rittenhouse, uh, the situation there, is a problem, let's talk about why. Shall we? Let's talk about your views. And if you can influence people to your side of the discussion... then by all means, go ahead. I'm not afraid of this discussion. And I'll tell you why. Because I also believe that I'm articulate enough to make my points. And I think if the American people hear the transparent reality of the discussion, they will side with what's right. I'm merely saying Kyle was innocent until proven guilty. Therefore, you got to somewhat be on Kyle's side. Whether you agree or disagree with what he did, whether you agree with anything, you agree with the principle. In America, that you're innocent until proven guilty. Okay, you're not agreeing with Kyle. You're agreeing with that principle. Well, by nature, you're somewhat on Kyle's side if you do that, right? That was the intent of the founders. All right, but hey, Facebook and Twitter, as evil as they've become, they want to shut that down. Well, I fear for America if we only get one side of stories. I fear for America if they shut down and put a tourniquet on free speech on free expression, on lively debates that can educate. Let me say that again, on lively debates that can educate. If we shut that down, we are missing one of the fundamental key features of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Don't let it happen. I'm going to do all that I can to make sure that it doesn't happen on my watch. I'll tell you that right now. Hour one of the can, hour two coming up. I am Sam Bushman. God bless all of you and thank you for all that you do. We declare this nation shall endure lovingliberty.net God save the republic Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains the crossroads of the west you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable radio talk radio show, talk show. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman on your radio. Wow, hard-hitting talk at your fingertips always, ladies and gentlemen. This is indeed the broadcast. 
for November the 20th in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our two of two. And the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio. Wow. Hi, guys. I'm writing an email right here. Hi, guys. I say, um, I got an email from Donald Trump. Of course, it's just a mass email. Don't think it's anything special, right? (laughs) And in the email, Donald Trump is begging me to help him fund his latest new ad. And he basically says, hey, Joe Biden's out of control, and he's spinning us into oblivion, and the economy's tanking under Joe, and it's horrible. He's right on that, right as rain on that reality check. But what I find fascinating is, so I say, okay, cool, that ad's awesome. I'm going to watch it, and I'm going to then see if I can't play it on the radio for you guys. So now I'm writing an email to some friends of mine, and I said, hey, why is Donald Trump begging me for money uh, for an ad that he wants me to run? He needs to raise uh, big money to run this thing. I'll tell you how much in a minute. And he wants to raise big money. To run, and I'm like, why would I help him with money run this on the enemy media? I mean, he's not going to pay me to run it, is he? I'm willing to run it for free for him. Why? Because if it educates, educates that I'm interested. I don't, I'm, you know, I'd love Ro- uh, Donald Trump to help me with some funding and everything. But I'm not dependent on that. I'll run it anyway. With or without funding from President Trump, if it's good, because I believe in the principles behind it, right? That's what I put my money, my time, my talent into in the first place. Whatever money and time and talent I lack or may have a little of, right? Okay? But so I emailed them and I said, why is Trump begging me for money to fund the enemy media? And, uh, you know, some friends write back and say, well, Trump might not really know better. And my response to that would be great. How do we get with him and educate him and help him? Seems like he won't even let us help him, right? Well, now I've been searching for the last 30 minutes trying to get this ad where we can play it for you, ladies and gentlemen. And for the life of us, we can't. If we go with our phones, all it asks us to do is donate, donate, donate. But there's a link that says click to watch, and we click, and we can't watch it on our computer. But it will work on a phone. Very strange. So I write, hi, guys. I've been trying for the last 30 minutes to get this ad to play. I'm going to say no go. Why? Why is it that way, huh? Can you guys get this ad to play? So I can't even help him and run his ad for free. Think about that for a minute. Isn't that just strange as I'll get out? My team is launching our brand new ad, says Trump, and he wants me to go ahead and, you know, help. But the only help he really wants is my cash. Save America, Donald Trump, must see new Trump ad. But when I click on the must see, there's no ad that I can see. There's no ad that I can play. Right? It's frustrating as I'll get out. The left is scared that millions of people will see our ad and finally know the facts that the media have been trying to cover up. Joe Biden was never fit to be president. The only way to make sure we are heard is to flood this ad. That's why President Trump is calling on you to help raise $1.5 million for our Trump ad blitz fund. Think about that. Please contribute any amount immediately. 
And then there's 25, 50, 100, 250, 500, 1,000, 2,000. Make this a monthly recurring donation. Trump, I can't save America without you, Sam. You're so important. You can donate an additional 50 bucks. But I don't see any, ladies and gentlemen, I don't see any link to watch this ad. And then it says Save America JFC is a joint fundraising group to make America great again pack. MAGA pack. The proceeds will be allocated. Listen carefully. The proceeds shall be allocated among the committees as follows. 90% to Save America. 10% to MAGA pack. Yeah. There you have it. If you put in more than the legal amount, we might have to adjust that to follow laws and guidelines and rules and all that kind of stuff. But I look at this and I go, this is insane. I can't even help Trump with his ad. Why? Because I can't even find out how to play the cursed thing. All he wants is money. The only way, he says, to make sure we are heard is to flood this ad. Well, it's really hard to flood when you can't play it, folks. Which is why President Trump is calling on you, Sam, to help raise $1.5 million for our Trump ad blitz fund. And I go, wait a minute, I'm willing to maybe not help you with cash because I don't have cash. All my cash ladies and gentlemen, is put into trying to keep what I do alive. Okay? I'm not saying they don't need money. But I'm saying, why not let me run it for free and give you more bang for your buck? Or better yet, why don't you pay me a little bit of money? Why don't you fund the friendly media, Donald? In fact, I've been waiting for your media platform to go live so we can jettison the mainstream press for years now. For months you've been telling me it's launching, but I don't see it yet. I can't join it yet. It's all talk. And so I don't mean to be super critical here, but I do mean to be real about this. All right, so we finally went on a phone and found out that the phone can play the ad. But we don't have any great way to hook a phone to the network to play the ad. So now we're going to open a mic and try and play it on the phone, and it won't be great audio, but let's see if you can at least hear it. Let's try it. Here we go. Decades after Jimmy Carter, Joe Biden picked up where he left off. With America surrendering to terrorists, Biden's foolish spending is causing inflation, which means more pain at the pump, higher prices on groceries, devaluing your retirement savings when you need it most. Once was a mistake, twice is a disaster. America needs strong leaders, not weak ones. Save America JFC is responsible for the content of this advertising. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. So I appreciate it. We're glad that we played it. Uh, we kind of had to go around the barn 66 times. We tried to get better audio. It came out pretty good, actually, Cameron. Thank you so much. Cameron's doing a great job kind of behind the scenes trying to hunt this down. I'm on every commercial break trying to hunt down the audio. Everywhere we go, we can't find it. We can't do it. It's all about the money to these people. You've got to donate before you can even really watch the ad. Now you say, well, wait a minute, Sam. <laughs> Well, I couldn't find it. Okay. Cameron couldn't find it on the computer. 
So now I ask some other people, hey, can you find it? And we're waiting for, you know, try to make a difference on this. I mean, it's just amazing. Now the ad, I believe, is pretty good. The only real problem that I have with the ad is I don't really see what it accomplishes. It just tells you that Biden's evil. Uh, Don't vote for Biden again going forward. But right now, I don't know of a single candidate on the Republican ticket that's running for president. Do you? Cameron, do you know anybody that's uh, running on the Republican ticket in 24? Uh, As far as I understand, Donald's toying with the idea. But Donald isn't doing it. Donald hasn't announced a bid for the presidency of the United States. I don't even know who would be running on the Republican ticket. So I appreciate that you want me to not let Joe run, you know, one time is a mistake, the second time, disaster. I agree with that fact. But when are you going to point me to solutions? When are you going to do something to help me know where to go, know what to do, right? When are you going to help me with answers? I know the answer is just to raise $1.5 million. Right? But it's amazing to me. You try to help these people and they won't even let you help them. I mean, I couldn't get the Donald Trump of my life dependent on it. But he's certainly able to beg me for plenty of cash, right? I don't understand it at all. All they want is my money. They don't want to hear from me. They don't want to use my radio network or my resources in the media to make a difference. I don't understand what they're even trying to accomplish. Okay? I don't mean to be offensive here. But I look at this and I go, what is he trying to get me to do? Spend $1.5 million on an ad. But what does the ad direct me to do? It kind of hints, don't vote for Biden again. Biden will ruin the country. Uh, once is a mistake. We already, we're already seeing the fruits of the ruining that's been taking place. But, hey, don't let it happen again. But what is the action item in the ad? It's got a great voice. I'm sure it's got great visuals. But what in the ad is compelling to you? When we come back, I want to play the ad again because I want you to think about the questions that I'm asking. The candid, open, honest, direct, clear, concise questions that I'm asking. What is the call to action? Don't vote for Biden again. Is that the only call? Why don't they put me up a great person to vote for? Is it really worth $1.5 million of the poor taxpayer's money? Quick pause. Liberty Roundtable Live. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body 
is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. So I don't mean to be offensive here, and I'm not trying to attack Donald Trump, but I am trying to really ask concise, clear, candid, honest questions. Donald Trump, quote, my team is launching our brand new ad. The only way to make sure we're heard is to flood this ad. That's why we're calling on you to help us raise $1.5 million. Yeah. For our Trump ad blitz fund. But what is the call to action in Trump's ad? Is it just don't vote for Biden? So I'm going to play the ad again. And let's see what you think. What's the call to action here that we're going to spend $1.5 million of the taxpayers' money on? Well, look, we're already, we're already struggling to pay our bills because of Biden's abuse of the inflation that's already occurring due to dishonest money that neither Trump nor Reagan were willing to call a halt of the con game with the Federal Reserve about. Okay, But now he wants me to not only take the abuse of Biden, but then fund this effort, this, this ad. What is the call to action? Here it is again. Decades after Jimmy Carter, Joe Biden picked up where he left off. With America surrendering to terrorists, Biden's foolish spending is causing inflation, which means more pain of the pump, higher prices on groceries, devaluing your retirement savings when you need it most. Once was a mistake, twice is a disaster. America needs strong leaders, not weak ones. Save America JFC is responsible for the content of this advertising. All right, so I agree. We need strong leaders, not weak ones. I agree that Biden's ruining the country. I agree that inflation is out of control. But you know what? That's been going on since 1913 when the Federal Reserve came into being. And it's been Republicans and Democrats that have taxed and spent while inflation continues to be our hidden enemy, hidden tax, for literally 10 decades or more. 
and the Republicans haven't stopped it. Now they want you to believe you got to elect strong leaders. But what's the call to action, I guess? Don't vote for Joe. He's ruining the country. Vote for strong leaders. We'll tell you who the strong leaders are at another day. And you want to spend $1.5 million to get across something that most of the population already knows? Most of the population already knows that we're getting beat up at the pump. A symbol for all inflationary realities. Okay, but let's be clear. Republicans are somewhat better, but not much. Back in 1913, a silver eagle silver dollar was worth a, you know how much it was worth, Cameron? A silver eagle silver dollar back in 1913? You want to know how much it was worth? A dollar. Yes, sir. Roger that. Good work. One dollar. Do you know how much it's worth now? Yeah, 36 dollars and pennies, whatever it is. 36 times what do you want to call it? Deflation? The fake, dishonest, fiat, immoral dollar of the Federal Reserve. It takes 36 of them to buy $1. So since 1913, really close to 1970, because that's when we jettisoned the gold and silver standard. Okay, um, one to one back in the day. Now it's 36 to one. And what Joe wants to do is make it worse. What the Republicans want to do is pretend they want to make it better. But they don't. What if you give Donald Trump $1.5 million, my fellow Americans, and he runs this ad all over the country in all the enemy media places? Then what? Americans go, yeah, yeah, Donald's a a good guy. Uh, Biden's a thug, and Biden's ruining the country, and all we got to do is elect the Republicans to fix it. Elect the good guys, this pack says. 2022, 2024, put the good guys in. We don't really know who the good guys are yet, but just trust you me, whatever um, the party, what is it, a donkey and an elephant? Is that what it is, uh, Cameron, to represent the parties? The Republicans are the elephants, right? So we're going to go ahead and put ourselves a big old elephant on somebody's name or somebody's name on a big old elephant. We're going to say that guy will fix it. That guy will go ahead and turn it around and change it. He might even abolish the education department, you know. Almost got me. He might even abolish the education department. Ladies and gentlemen, do you believe that? So I don't mean to be super offensive here, and I, and I know I've got a clarion call for civility. I need to be kind about this. But how do you be kind about that? Here's my response to President Trump. Quit begging me for money. What is the call to action in your ad, sir? All right. Let me give you another example of some ads that I think are probably more worthy to play than Donald Trump's. Okay, I'm going to have to copy him over here for uh, my good buddy um, Cameron to run them. But I'm going to I'm going to put these together. These ads, one's a critical race theory ad. These ads are done by guess who? Can you guess? Ammon Bundy. Running for governor of the great state of Idaho. And he put together these ads and I told him I would run them for free. Why? Because I believe they're making a difference. He's got an uh, one about critical race theory. He's got another one about my body, my choice. We're gonna play these folks. 
Nazi Germany. I'm adding them to the queue right now. Hold on, folks. A vaccination ad. Let's see if I can get that one. Good. I got four of them now. So, vaccination safe and effective. All right. So, I've got these ads from Ammon Bundy. Now, let me tell you the difference. I told you I had to fight for like 30 minutes and then decide to play it some weird bogus round the barn way to even play Trump's ad as he begs me for $1.5 million so that we can fund the enemy media and play an ad with no call to action. What? Yeah, that's right. Now, I want to compare that to somebody who I believe to be an honest, true patriot, Ammon Bundy. He's running for governor. And by the way, the call to action is vote for Ammon Bundy for governor. I have endorsed him in writing and verbally. All right. Now, I'm telling you who we're voting for. I'm telling you who we're advocating you vote for. I'm giving you a clear call to action. Now, Ammon Bundy, I got talking to him and he said, oh, I got these radio ads that I cut. And I said, oh, really? Send them to me. I'd be glad to run them for you. He said, sure. Next thing you know, I get an email with these five ads attached. So Ammon Bundy took the time to create his own five ads. He then uh, asked me as a favor to run them. He just said, hey, you know what? I got these ads and, you know, I'd love it if you'd run them. And I, Absolutely. How long did it take me to get his ads? About, I don't know, it, just an email away. It took me probably 10 minutes to save them all out, get them all ready for air or whatever like that, right? But that's it. And I got five ads, ladies and gentlemen. And I think of the contrast. Donald Trump begging me for $1.5 I go there, and it's nothing but a donation link. It's not even really Trump asking me for the money. It's some pack. Why does Trump need a pack right now? If he's just Joe Blow, can't he say, donate to me? Donate to my effort? Donate to my media company? Oh, he doesn't have one. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about that. He's been talking about one forever, but he doesn't have one. Why don't you donate to my media company, ladies and gentlemen? That's a clear call to action. LibertyNewsRadio.com. LovingLiberty.net. LibertyRoundTable.com. Those are three incredible websites. You can donate to any of them. We'll be grateful for your donation. The call to action is for you to fund us. Why? So we can bring this news that networks refuse to use to you. It's very expensive to do so. And we're actually doing it. All right. But Ammon Bundy gave me these commercials and he said, hey, if you'd run them, that'd be great. He didn't ask me to give him a bunch of money. In fact, he didn't ask me to give him a bunch of money so I could hear them. He just said, here they are. I'm grateful for all that you can do, Sam. Wow, that's awesome that you'll run them for me. Thank you. Thank you very much. Do you see a contrast between the two, any of you? Ammon Bundy's a We the People guy. Ammon Bundy's a grassroots guy. You can actually call Ammon Bundy on the phone and talk to him. You can email him and get a response. You can go to an event and see him and shake his hand. When was the last time you went to a Donald Trump's event and got a chance to shake his hand and look him in the eye and say, how you doing, sir? Grateful for your work. Grateful for your service. The answer is Trump rolls in on a, on a plane with big security, and you can't even get near the guy as he begs you for a bunch of cash. Ammon Bundy not doing any of that, right? That's a big deal. That's a big difference, in my opinion. 
All right, hang tight. Liberty Roundtable Live continues in seconds. We'll play these ads from Ammon Bundy. Pursuing liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. Protests in several American cities following the Kyle Rittenhouse acquittal yesterday in his double homicide trial in Kenosha, Wisconsin. At least five arrests made in New York City. Other protests broke out in Philadelphia, Portland, Oregon, and some other cities as well. Meanwhile, Rittenhouse himself spoke publicly to Fox News after his acquittal. The jury reached the correct verdict. Self-defense is not illegal. Rittenhouse acquitted of all counts on Friday for fatally shooting two men and wounding a third. Meanwhile, a Georgia judge has denied a defense motion for a mistrial in the Ahmed Arbery murder case. That's the case in which a 25-year-old black man was fatally shot. Three men facing charges, a lawyer for one of them saying that a mistrial is warranted because black pastors outside the courthouse were influencing the jury. And this is USA Radio News. Folks, you know how cancel culture has affected Michael Lindell. Well, my pillow may have gotten canceled out of retail stores, but you can say big just in time for Christmas at MyPillow.com. The classic standard size MyPillow that sold in stores for almost 70 bucks is on sale for Christmas for just $19.98. Standard size, $19.98, queen and king size, slightly higher. But only if you go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use my promo code USA, get a MyPillow for that special person in your life. You also get a free press and pack bag so you can take your MyPillow anywhere. Uh, save big on anything on the MyPillow website, but only if you use my promo code USA. Support Mike Lindell and American Jobs. Get the best price ever on a MyPillow and do your Christmas shopping at MyPillow.com. Promo code USA or call 1-800-951-8175. Merry Christmas. Stop me if you've heard this before, but it's the busiest travel week coming up of the... Well, okay, you've heard it before, but it is a very busy travel week with Thanksgiving coming up Thursday and some stormy weather is expected to affect a lot of people's travels. In the Midwest and later the Upper Northeast, there will be heavy rain and high winds. Starting off the week, the conditions could cause air travel delays just as tens of thousands of people across the nation are starting to head out for Thanksgiving. Travelers are advised to keep an eye on their airline's webpage to check for any possible flight delays. The IRS says almost all of the money it has seized through their criminal investigations unit over the past fiscal year was cryptocurrency, the unit recovering $3.5 billion in crypto over the fiscal year. That amounts to 93% of all its overall seizures. The Bureau is saying it expects it'll seize even more crypto next year. And this is USA Radio News. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, Cameron is in uh, the studio here taking care of business. He's the producer of Liberty Roundtable Live. Cameron, did you hear that at the end of the uh, the news right there? 
You're going to want to look at the bottom of the hour news. It's um, USA Radio News. The last little bit, did they say they were seizing crypto? Is that what that thing said? See if you could try to cue this up to play this. You might need to just play the last minute of the news right after the. So there's a, um, what, a, a three-minute news thing. There's a minute news, then a commercial, then a news. So you want to start it like two minutes out of the three minutes into the clip. But I think they were saying that crypto was seized and they're going to seize more next year. Wait a minute. I thought crypto was decentralized. I thought crypto had a blockchain where nobody could, like, seize anything. I thought that was the brilliancy of the digital currency. Isn't that what we've been told forever? If that's the case, how do you just seize crypto, ladies and gentlemen? I thought it was unseizable. I thought if you had your public key and your private key and somebody else had a public key and a private key, then you could transmit to them. It was decentralized. There was a blockchain. Nobody could mess with it, buddy. It was transparent. It was all good. Now you say, Sam, you're derailing from the discussion, right? Yes and no. I just heard that at the bottom of the hour. This is a live radio show, right? Okay, and so I want to I want to see if we can play this really quick. Then we'll get back to the Ammon Bundy ads. But the headline says IRS seized three point five billion in cryptocurrency during fiscal twenty one. <laughs> they say crypto related fraud money. Huh? They expect to seize more next year what all right we're able to get this Cameron go ahead all right anyway we, we don't need to play it I, I'll just have the uh, the deal here but think about that <laughs> 3.5 billion the IRS seizes 3.5 billion in cryptocurrency during fiscal 2021, and they expect to seize more next year. If you think your digital currency is safe, ladies and gentlemen, you got another thing coming. Wow. I thought I'd just bring that to your attention. And that was just at the bottom of the hour news, ladies and gentlemen. See the things you hear on the weekends? It's amazing what they'll admit to. Uh, but there you have it. Go look it up. That if you don't believe me, IRS seize Bitcoin. And I don't mean seize like watching it. I mean seize like taking it right s-e-i-z-e C's. okay they took it all right anyway so i'm criticizing donald trump a little bit right now because he's begging me for money 1.5 million dollars to run an ad and i don't understand what the call to action in the ad is except for don't vote for biden he's a snake well you're right but i don't know who you're recommending i vote for in contrast um i am recommending you vote for Evan bundy for governor of the state of idaho if you live in idaho Ron Paul and Sam Bushman both endorse Ammon Bundy for Idaho governor. I made my endorsement in writing. So anyway, in talking and supporting Ammon Bundy, talking with and supporting Ammon Bundy for governor of Idaho, he mentioned that he had some commercials. And I said, oh, man, give them to me. I'd love to run them. So let's pull them up one at a time. There's five of them. We'll play them, and then I'll talk about each one. But there's calls to action. There's understanding and education. Uh, and, and their solution, here's number one. Just play whichever one you want, Cameron. There's five of them. We're just going to play them one at a time, and we'll talk about them. 
You are a racist. Your mom is a racist. Your dad is a racist. And your entire family is racist. And you should all be punished. That's what Governor Brad Little thinks about you. So much so that he took $30 million of taxpayers' money to force critical race theory down the throats of school children, even though the Idaho legislature voted against it. This is the doctrine that teaches your children that just because they are white, they are racist. Yes, your governor, good old Brad Little, violated the constitutional law and did this while you weren't watching. Why is Governor Brad Little paying to promote radical leftist doctrine loved by Democrats like Boise Mayor McLean and sleepy Joe Biden? This is Ammon Bundy, and we need to completely reject critical race theory in Idaho. Paid for by Ammon Bundy for governor. VoteBundy.com. All right, there's the first one. Reject critical race theory. Brad Little's dishonest and violating the law. And vote for me, Ammon Bundy, because I'll help you reject critical race theory. A very clear educational message tied to a clear call to action. What more could you want from Ammon Bundy than that? He's telling you to vote for me. I will not do that. I will reject critical race theory along with you. Help me do so. And that he's pointing out people by name, all the way from the local to the governor to Joe Biden and saying, look, these guys are not who you think they are. They're basically promoting this agenda in your schools. It's got to stop. Vote for me. I'll help you stop it. Very, very clear, concise education tied to call for action. Here's the second Ammon Bundy cut. For decades, leftist, liberal, socialists, and feminists have been screaming and crying, my body, my choice, in order to justify the premeditated murder of innocent children in the womb. However, this is a fallacious argument since science has proven and demonstrated that the baby has a separate set of DNA from the mother. If it's not your DNA, it's not your body. That is science, and you should trust the science. Remarkably, the same people who have been claiming my body, my choice for decades now want to force you to inject foreign substances into your body against your will. Obviously, they never cared about my body, my choice. They just wanted to control you and have permission to kill babies. I am Emma Bundy, and when you elect me governor of Idaho, I will sign an executive order on day one of my governorship prohibiting abortion in the state of Idaho because premeditated murder of the innocent should never be legal anywhere in the world, especially Idaho. Paid for by Ammon Bundy for governor. VoteBundy.com. Again, do you wonder what the call to action is? Vote for Ammon. But he's also clearly rejecting this notion that the Democrats have been using to murder babies for decades, which is my body, my choice. I can do whatever I want. Well, what happened to them now that it's our turn? What is the deal now when we're like, hey, um, it's our body? Well, now there's a disconnect, right? And Ammon Bundy is literally calling them out on this. And this is really important. Here's what I see from Ammon. Okay? Listen carefully. I said to you, what is Donald Trump's call to action? And I don't really know what it is in Donald Trump's ad that he wants to raise $1.5 million for. Ammon Bunny's not asking you to raise money via some ad. He just created the ad. So what is the call to action in Trump's ad? Ammon Bundy has a clear 
educational solution tied directly to a clear call to action. Right? Ammon Bundy has an educational solution tied directly to a clear call to action. Do you see the difference that I'm pointing out? One is for real. The other one is nothing but games and raising money. All right, here's Ammon Bundy with the third ad that he gave. He gave me five of them. They're, uh, they're about a minute long, each of them. Donald Trump gave me one 30-second one that I went through pure hell to even try to play. Here's the next one from Ammon Bundy. People in government hate to be compared to Nazi Germany. But what is going on with the COVID vaccine is very similar to the beginning of something that happened not long ago. From 1933 to 1945, Nazi Germany carried out a campaign to cleanse German society of individuals viewed as biological threats to the nation's health. Enlisting doctors, the Nazis developed a health policy that began with mass sterilization of what they called genetically diseased persons, Jews, blacks, and gypsies. With legitimacy provided by science experts, the Nazi regime carried out a program of forced sterilization then isolation from the rest of the German population, and finally, euthanasia that found its most radical manifestation in the death of millions of people that were considered a national health risk. Sound familiar? Paid for by Ammon Bundy for governor. VoteBundy.com There's the critical call to action. So here's the educational solution. Right? An educational solution. The solution is to understand that this is the road Germany went down. The vaccine reality is eerily like that. Don't go down that road. Do vote for Ammon Bundy. Ammon Bundy has an educational solution tied directly to a clear call to action. We'll come back and play these other two ads. Great stuff from Ammon Bundy. Doing a good job. We're delighted to partner with and play his ads. Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3 founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. 
Well, my mom smokes and my dad smokes, and I saw them smoking, so I tried it. They're telling me not to smoke, but they smoke themselves. When it comes to smoking, are you sending mixed signals? But when you teach someone a certain way to do things and you go back on that certain way, it sends mixed signals to the person that they're trying to teach. The parents need to be the example. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Live and on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman comparing Donald Trump's ad, the lack of call to action, the beg for money to raise $1.5 million to spend in enemy media territory or the enemy camp, if you will, to try to put some message out. I'm not really sure what it is. Biden's a bad guy. Um, vote for the Republicans going forward. But Ron Paul and Sam Bushman endorse Ammon Bundy for Idaho governor. And Ammon Bundy provided me ads, five of them. And Ammon Bundy provides an educational message tied directly to a clear solution-oriented call to action. We played three of them. Great stuff. Critical race theory. Reject it and vote for Ammon Bundy. Right? We're going down the road like Germany went. Look out, ladies and gentlemen. They're trying to use, quote, doctors and professionals to make you believe they're following the science. But what they're doing is bringing you down the road of tyranny. Reject that. Understand that. We don't want to go down the way of Germany. And vote for Ammon Bundy for governor because I won't let you go there. All right. Great stuff. My body, my choice. Talking about, look, they're murdering children under this my body, my choice. And that's their slogan for years. But now when it comes to the vaccines, what about my body, my choice? They've jettisoned it like you couldn't believe. But it is my body and should be my choice to take or not take an experimental did I say that again? Experimental vaccine. It should be your choice whether you agree or disagree with the vaccines. You should support people's choices. Ammon Bunny's saying reject that lack of choice. Understand that we should have agency and vote for me, Ammon Bundy. I'll make sure that you don't get abused like that. Great, great educational messages tied to a solutions-oriented clear call to action. I love it. Here's the next one from Ammon Bundy. The CDC just reported that 7,218 people died after receiving a COVID-19 shot. Granted, vaccines are a complicated concoction of chemicals, and as with any medical experiment, it can take a long time to get it right. This is not the first time people have been hurt when vaccinated. What is different this time, and so concerning, is the reaction to these death numbers. Let me explain. In 1976, the government vaccinated 45 million people for swine flu. A total of 53 people died after getting that shot, and the U.S. government immediately halted the vaccination program. Why? Because authorities decided it was too much of a risk. Why would they halt the program back then for 53 deaths, but now, with over 7,000 deaths, they are using every method possible to force it on you? In fact, now the health authorities are using their power to silence anyone who dares to question the COVID vaccination. Why? Why is anyone that questions COVID silenced? Even doctors are being censored. What's up with that? Paid for by Ammon Bundy for governor. VoteBundy.com. Ladies and gentlemen, think about that for a minute. He then again doubles down to educational message. Back in 76, they tried this. Look how horrible it went, but they stopped the abuse because they realized that it was horrible. But ladies and gentlemen, let me be very clear. They stopped it then because of the abuse. Now they're not stopping it. And since that ad was cut now, some are saying, 
hey, if you go look at the virus database now, it's not 7,000. It's more like 20,000 dead. Think about that for a minute, folks. But it gets worse because now there's a new VARS analysis report that's out saying over 150,000 Americans killed by COVID vaccines. And you can disagree with the analysis if you want to. But we're struggling to know what the real numbers even are, right? Even if you trust the VARS database at a base number, it's 20 grand. If you start to look into the analysis and find out how they're playing games with the numbers, it might be as many as 150,000. But we're talking about death, death, death. Now, in 76, they backed off the vaccine and said, hey, whoa, wait. We've got a doctor's creed. First, do no harm. We can't continue with this. Nowadays, they're saying, if you even suggest we shouldn't continue, you're a terrorist. But Ammon Bundy says, hey, reject the mandated vaccines and vote for me for governor because I'll change the game in my state if you let me. Clear educational message tied to solutions-oriented call to action. Here's the last one from Ammon Bundy. If the COVID-19 shot is safe and effective, then why are 20% of healthcare workers refusing to get it? If the COVID-19 injection is safe and effective, then why is big tech silencing anyone who opposes it? If the COVID injection is safe and effective, then why is our federal government's reporting system recording over 14,000 deaths from the vaccine and an additional 650,000 plus serious adverse reactions. If the COVID shot is safe and effective, then why did Dr. Gert Vandenbosch, recognized as one of the world's chief vaccine experts, risk his entire career and his reputation to plead with the medical community to immediately halt all COVID-19 vaccinations, calling mass COVID vaccinations an uncontrollable monster? Doesn't sound very safe and effective. Maybe it's time to call a spade a spade. At no time in history have the people forcing others into compliance been the good guys. Paid for by Ammon Bundy for governor. VoteBundy.com. VoteBundy.com, ladies and gentlemen. All right? Now, I really want you to think about this, folks. I really do. Think about what Ammon Bundy is saying. All right? What is he saying? He's saying, look... If the vaccines are so safe and effective, why are all these realities the case? Right? Well, they're fair questions. But I have even more questions to add to Ammon Bundy's. I don't know if you know this, ladies and gentlemen, but now the FDA amended the, quote, emergency use authorization, EUA, if you will, to authorize Moderna, and Pfizer's COVID-19 booster shots for all adults, okay? Well, here's what I'm kind of stupid. I'm just not very smart, so help me, please. Please help me. The FDA amended the emergency use authorization, EUA. Now, why did they amend that? Well, Sam, because they had to get the booster shots added to it. Yeah, but wait a minute now. I thought we went from emergency use vaccinations to now Moderna had a vaccine that was approved, safe, and effective. It wasn't under emergency status anymore. Remember, that's the reason that we should all take it because it's not uh, under emergency use authorization. It's not experimental anymore. It's recommended and it's approved. 
Well, if it's recommended and approved, why do we need to amend the emergency use authorization? All you got to do is give people the approved one for heck's sakes. Not the emergency use authorization one. Both Moderna and Pfizer boosters are available under emergency use authorization. Why? Why? If we've got the vaccine, didn't they tell you in the news, Cameron, that they had the vaccine, the Moderna one, it was all uh, safe and effective now? Well, why do we need the Moderna or Pfizer? I can't remember it was the Pfizer one. I can't remember which one, but one of them was supposedly um, approved beyond the, uh, you know, emergency authorization status now, right? Isn't that what we're told? Well, then why do we got to modify the... um, or amend the emergency use authorization for the uh, boosters. See, so these add to the honest questions and the historical reality that Ammon Bundy points out. Never in history have the guys promoting force been the good guys. Now you would say, well, Sam, wait a minute. Now in the Civil War and the uh, Revolutionary War, there was force used. I know, but it's uh, really force in that case was used to repel another force. It wasn't used by choice of force, if that makes sense. All right? But it gets worse. So not only has the FDA amended the emergency use authorization for these boosters, which I don't understand why they'd have to do that. If we have a safe and effective approved vaccine on the market, just use that one. But no, they got to use the emergency authorization because, well... They don't know if it's safe or effective, and they admit it in that emergency use authorization. But here's the deal. Now, Disney's going hostile. Disney Cruises will now require passengers ages 5 and up to be vaccinated starting in January if you want to go on one of their cruises. You cool with that, Cameron? Okay, now, folks, you might say, Sam, I've already taken the vaccine. I don't care. Sam, I don't mind if they mandate vaccines. I think they're safe and effective and natural and necessary and needful and everything else. And, you know, I just respect you and want to disagree. That's fine. But here's the question. Whether you agree or not with something, whether you do or don't do something, do you agree with the right for people to have their own choice on the matter? See, I may not agree with your getting vaccinated. I might think you're foolish, and I might not agree with you getting vaccinated, but I absolutely double down and support your right to go do that if you choose to. See, I support your right to get vaccinated just as much as I want you to support my right not to. It's about choice. It's about agency. Right? That's the deal. Right? Or at least that should be the deal. Anyway, I digress. Except for I want to support your right to get vaccinated or not to, as you think best. I trust you. All right, by the way, listen to this headline. Christmas, now canceled, over COVID surge in the most vaccinated region on the earth. Do you know what the most vaccinated region on the earth is, folks? Gibraltar. Gibraltar, the most vaccinated region on earth. Literally 100% vaccinated, 40%, quote, boosted, has now canceled Christmas. Yeah. 
they say they've got an exponential rise in cases. What do you think of that? Gibraltar, the most vaccinated nation, 100%, 40% boosted, has now canceled Christmas because they have a rise in cases they don't know what to do with. Are we allowed to admit that the vaccines failed to end the pandemic? Yet Gibraltar cancels Christmas, celebrations amid what they call COVID spikes? Wow. Believe it or not, they say they're 119% vaccinated. Why are they more? Because they've had more than one shot and because they've had boosters. Everybody's had two doses. Many are on their third. And now they say we cannot have Christmas because, by golly, the spikes are just too out of control. They say, believe it or not, the spike cases now. Well, the reason it's continuing is because you're having people in certain households giving it to one another. The statement said the public are called upon to exercise their own judgment. But yet, there you have it. They say the rise in cases is drastic. People need to get their booster shots to solve it, they go on and say. The government also tells people, wear masks. (laughs) Wear masks. Avoid large gatherings. And maintain social distancing. Don't we kind of start to think it's not working? Can we admit that yet? Can we tell the truth yet? Not on Facebook and Twitter, but on Liberty Roundtable Live you can. I'll tell you that right now. Thanks for being alongside for the ride. Hopefully these two hours were educational and indeed entertaining. We appreciate all you. Without you, we wouldn't even be here. Spread the word. Donate liberally. LibertyRoundTable.com. We need all the support we can get. And we say to you, this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America.